Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody. I'm Coach Stacy here with Coach Allie, and we are wrapping up our month where we focus on enjoying the journey. Uh, this month has been really kind of looking into the different things that tend to make it so that your gymnasts are enjoying what they're doing. This is kind of that place where we get to um, in the season where it's just like not as fun because of some really specific things that are happening. And this week, we're talking about the idea that their journey is unique. Because one of the things that really steals their joy in gymnastics is comparison and jealousy. And let's be honest, it steals all of our joy in life, right? <laughs> when we are comparing ourselves to others, we're feeling jealous or we wish that we had what others had, or we're just comparing ourselves. Um, it, it usually makes us feel miserable. So we really want to help gymnasts understand that they don't need to compare themselves to others but also help them understand why they're doing it and where it comes from, why their brain thinks it's necessary. Um, so Allie, you want to lead us off with just talking about how it feels terrible either way when you're comparing yourself to someone else. Um, well, we see this in the gym a lot, right? Like the girls are like, watching the other ones and they're like, well, they're two years younger than me, but at the same level, right? And they're like, well, they're um, at the same level, but they're always scoring or they place and I don't place. And when you are set, putting yourself in a situation where you're comparing yourself at all costs, it is always going to take away any of the uh, celebration or unique successes that you have individually, because now we're not focusing on like what you have done and what's been unique or great for you. We are so focused on, um, what that other person is doing and how we're comparing to that person that we miss out. We truly, we just miss out on what our journey is and the small celebrations that you can have throughout. And like, maybe you went from a nine, one to a nine, three, and that's awesome. You straightened your legs on something. You stuck your landing, whatever it was to gain those tents back. And you're watching this other person. They're like, well, they still scored a nine, five. And I didn't. And it's like, you need to celebrate your journey and where you're at. And being able to do that is going to one allow you to just be more present with yourself and with what's going on and to allow you to um, break down those barriers so that you can have a better relationship with that person as well. Because a lot of times you start almost having frustrations or annoyances with that person, even when they're your friend because you're trying to like reach where they're at and you feel like you can't. And then we tend to put blame on them sometimes too. And so that's like a whole nother realm. So you can take the joy away from what you're doing and the focus from your individual self and successes, as well as sometimes make it difficult for yourself in your relationship with that person. They might not know it at all. Right. But for you, it can be yeah. difficult. And so, um, that's where I see it show up a lot in the gym. There's like a healthy competitive, 
business, right? Like you want to compete, you want to do well. And there's like a little bit of that, but when you like live in that, it's really hard to really just be you in, in that opinion. I also forgot the other part of that question. Did I even get there? (laughs) Well, the other part is the other side of it is like, when you, when you then are comparing yourself and you're like, I'm better, like I'm the one scoring better. I'm the one that's the nine, five. It still feels terrible because you feel like it's a good, it's a mix where there's part of you that has a positive emotion when you think that, but there's also a part of you that feels judgmental, that feels judgy. There's a part that feels, um, like negative towards them. Um, and it still feels, it's still like a, not a helpful emotion in your body. And so even if you're on the comparison side where you're doing better, it actually still doesn't feel good in your body when you're, when you're comparing yourself to others. Yeah. Thanks. I was like, I know there's another piece she asked me. Yeah. So either way that we go, it feels terrible. And for you as the coach, like it really messes up your team dynamics, right? Like one, it's hard in coaching that individual kid when she's in that place of comparing one way or the other, but it also really wreaks havoc with your team when those things are happening. Like I remember, you know, coaching two kids that were just best friends from early, early on, but they were also very competitive with each other. And so, um, when one of them got jealous, it just really like changed the team dynamics pretty significantly for years. Um, so here's the thing. It's normal. Every one of us compares. And the reason that we do it is because our brain it's because our brain. Okay. There's a lot of human history where we had to live in groups. And if we didn't, if we were cast out from the group, if we were cast out, you know, if you think back caveman days, if you're cast out of the cave, or if you cast out of the tribe, or if even in current human history, there's a lot of people that live in kind of more of those tribal communities for survival. And if you're cast out of the group, you literally cannot survive on your own. And so being cast out of the group for much of human history was a life or death situation. So you always had to make sure that you weren't going to do anything to get cast out because you could die. And so humans are constantly evaluating where they fit in the group and if they're safe from being cast out of it. And part of that is like, am I contributing well enough? am I good enough to be in it? But then it's also like, but am I too good? And then the, the, the leader of the group is going to get jealous and want to kick me out. Or did I make a, 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 a person angry or a person of influence angry? And so it's just our human brain constantly evaluating where we fit in the group because it thinks that where we fit in the group is a life or death situation. And if someone is mad at us, or if we're not good enough, if we're not if we're too good, we are in danger. And so it's like, like you literally feel like you're going to die sometimes in those situations. If you can think back to your own times where you felt like, oh my gosh, these people don't like me or I'm not good enough to be with these people. Like internally, it it feels like you're going to die. And it's just your brain trying to do its number one job, which is to keep you safe. 
So it kind of comes back to that. It's your primary brain trying to keep you safe. It thinks that being cast out of the group is a life or death situation. And so it's constantly evaluating where you fit in. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to supervise that crazy brain part? <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things. Um, I found some helpful things is, um, one, something that we're actually having the girls we work with do is just writing down, like what is unique about their specific journey to really try and focus on them. And like, what is unique about your journey? Maybe it's just about when you started, maybe it's about overcoming a fear. Maybe it's about moving. Maybe it's nothing that big. And it's just been about the progressions that you've had. Right. But like, what is unique about your journey? That's like for you only. And that's going to get them in their own space. Um, Another thing though, that I really like to do is we're not saying in this scenario that like, you can't think you're great, right? Like this is a scenario where you can be like, I'm great and you're great. And so that's what we like to really, really talk about is like, instead of saying they're good and I'm bad or I'm good and they're bad or I'm better than that person. Okay, let's come at it from an angle of like, I'm amazing at this and you're amazing at this. And we can both be amazing and it doesn't have to be a one or the other situation. And that's when you can kind of see like a release of some of that like comparing part. Like what if you both were awesome at bars? What if you both were, you know, thinking that you're amazing and that's going to be so much more powerful than like, oh, they're better than me. Well, what if you're both great? Maybe you just focus on the single thing. Like I'm super great at giants and they're super great at clear hips. Okay. And so in those situations, if you can get them to focus on like how they're great and the other person is great and not like one person being better than the other, that is going to relieve a lot of that tension between each other. So Stacy, do you want to chime in on that? The other thing that I do is I just, I help the gymnasts understand that it's normal for their brain to want to compare. And that it's because their brain thinks they're in danger, but they're really not, they're totally fine. And so when their brain wants to compare first to just be able, I always talk to them about being the big sister and supervising their little toddler brain. Mm -hmm. And so being able to go like, I know you're trying to keep us safe, but we're safe. And then distract their brain and move to the, like, what's unique about my journey and come and just compare myself. The last thing that I like to teach them is like, gymnastics is an, I mean, we have team events, but it is an individual sport. Someone else's progress or lack of progress or abilities literally have nothing to do with yours. Like they don't affect your ability to do anything. And so comparing against someone else isn't helpful for your own journey. Like it doesn't matter if she can keep her legs straight on, on that thing and then get higher score for you to keep your legs straight and get a higher score. Like it, like it, like comparing against someone doesn't help you get the things you need to do. And so putting all of your attention back on your journey is the only thing that's actually going to help you get the things that you want. So when you want to get those results, when you want to win, the only way to do it is to be focused on your journey. If you're focused on the other person's journey, it's not like swimming. 
a race where you like need to see like, am I ahead of them to win? <laughs> like, well, this is not the same sport or, you know, like running a race, like comparing where you are to someone else won't help you get to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to get to your best place. And so, but what we do is help you understand, shut down your, your, love on, but shut down your primary brain. That's telling you in danger. And the reason you need to compare yourself, like just understand that's what's going on. And that it's just not true. And then move into this focus on your unique journey. So the last thing is just helping your gymnast dream about what they want their journey to be. Mm-hmm. So like what has been unique about your journey and what do you want it to be? Like, what's your unique journey in gymnastics? What are you dreaming of for this year, for next year, for years to come? What are you hoping for? And that could be things like college scholarships or things like that, but it could also just be, you know, getting us a, a, to a certain level or getting to a certain skill or just becoming amazing at a specific event or, you know, anything like what is appealing to you and begin to really just focus in on your journey again and again. So Allie, how do you, how do you actually do this in the gym? So you're in the gym and you know, like these kids are totally comparing to each other. Like, how do you start changing that culture on your team? That's a very tough question, Stacey. (laughs) And it's something that I continually work on, right. As a coach, um, And I like to do, um, a lot of partner work where they work together to do things because then they unite to finish a, uh, goal or a routine rather than have to beat each other. And so, I mean, of course we do some competitive games, like, don't get me wrong. Like there's competitiveness in sports, but I think that it's like another great way to like continue to work on like, okay, sometimes they'll have to do a routine together. Like one of them has to do a flight series and one of them has to do the single skill. And so like, that's kind of fun too, because they can be like, okay, what am I strongest at? And what are you strongest at? Let's create a routine. That's amazing together. And that's fun. Yeah. So like, we just do some different things like that and partner routines and all the things that's going to help them build each other up and see where they're amazing. Um, I also, this is a little bit of a different, uh, like it's a little bit more like celebrating, but sometimes after practice, we make them say one thing that they did really well that day. And one thing they saw someone else do really well that day, which gets them outside of themselves. And so then they get to say something that was amazing and unique for them that day. And something that was amazing and unique for someone else. Right. Cause it doesn't mean that it keeps them from just focusing on others or just focusing on themselves. And that those are just a couple of fun things that I think have been uh, helpful ways to break it down. And then of course the next day we're like, okay, we're going to do a competitive game. One V one beam routines. Like let's go. So that you can, you can have a good mix. We're not saying it always has to be like, take that out, but um, it, there's a good happy medium of being able to bring in some other ways to, to t- take out some of the comparing. Yeah. And all of these build on each other. We started the year off with talking about competing with confidence and the idea that, um, your performance does not determine your worth, your value, your lovability. 
And so then that really plays into this, right? Like you want to be competitive, but that doesn't mean anything about your lovability and your value as a human being. And um, I always just tell the kids, like, have you, get, have you ever watched horses get fed? For some reason, most of them have. And I'm like, whenever you feed a group of horses, there's a pecking order who gets fed first, who gets to eat first. And I said, and as humans, we still like kind of operate on that way. When we go into a group, we're trying to figure out the pecking order and where we fit in. And I just always say, there is no pecking order. As humans, we're all equally valuable. There is no pecking order. Your brain just thinks there is, it's a thought error. It's not actually true. There is no pecking order. So stop trying to figure it out and just enjoy being in the, in the team. Mm -hmm. And to eliminate the pecking order stuff, like it's fun to like have someone like different people lead different things and to do counting and do. And I know that some of that leads into like leadership type stuff, but it is nice, you know, to provide some of those different opportunities for different people. Cause it allows to like decrease the pecking order. Like, yeah, like yeah. Stacy was saying. Um, and to be fair, like you can have there not be a big pecking order and you still have like a team captain, right? Like we're not saying you can't have a team captain that leads through all this. It's just saying that like allowing them to believe that their team captain and them are just as valuable as people, right? And that team captain is just going to help. They've maybe had more experience or the personality to help with the connection between the coaches and the teams and like to get things rolling. It is just one of those things. And my last part of that, Stacey, is like, I thought it was fun that you brought up like the per um how we started this with like your value as a person um and that reminded me one other thing that I do to help with that is um <laughs> sometimes when they do have a rough day and um we have some small rules I'm sure you've heard me talk about them a little bit but like if you balk three times you have to move on from this skill in a way of like just so you don't keep practicing that balking and you can come back to it later if you need if you want to try again but like okay that's what we're gonna do and sometimes when they balk three times and they have to be done with the skill, they're like really frustrated. And I just like look at them and be like, I get that you're frustrated about the skill, but I like you exactly the same as a person and as a gymnast. Just so you know, I'm not angry at you as a person or upset with you as a person. So like, let's finish this next assignment and then we can try again if you want to. And so just reminding them and they kind of like smirk at me, but at the same time, you can tell that it's like, it's just one of those nice reminders like from a coach of like, yeah, like I get that we're frustrated that you didn't do the skill, but you're still an awesome person. Yeah. So if I know you as coaches, like think, well, of course that I like them the same, or you know, sometimes you're frustrated at them and that's okay too. Like yeah. that's okay to be human. But most of the time you're like, well, yeah, I'm frustrated at them, but I still like them as a kid. I still think they're as valuable. But the thing is when they come to us and they talk to us about their mindset, they don't think you do. Because as humans, we just always are worried about that. We're worried, again, part of the like safety is that our tribal leader, our group leader, our, the person and authority likes us still and isn't going to kick us out. And so they're just always worried about that. And being able to verbally say some of that, um, I think, can go a long way. So this was a long one. Thanks for sticking with us. Next week, next month, we are moving into crush your season goals. So join us next week. We'll be back here talking about starting to dig into the details. We're at that point in the season where we can start really digging into the details of, um, 
the gymnastics and what they want to accomplish this year. See you then. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.